Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Let's go. We're back, bitches. We're back, bitches. <laughs> What's up, bitches? What's up, bitches? All the bitches out there. New season. So many bitches. All the bitches everywhere. And that, like, how many bitches? You, I mean, in isolation, have you not noticed that there's so many bitches everywhere? <laughs> we're talking about dogs now, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, what were you talking about? Other than that. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, moving on, moving on. Um, uh, welcome to a new season, everyone, of uh, your favourite journey through NFL fantasy season. Maka, can you believe we've gone through a whole season? Unfortunately, I didn't win it. You know, it was meant to be hashtag ringing out, but we won't go into that too much anymore. Um, but we're here. Second season is is about to kick off. I think more importantly, I avoided the jacket. <laughs> I didn't become the bottom of the group. In the league, and imagine if you imagine if you did get the wooden spoon, and like what that would have meant for you know people listening to us and being like you know we've got these two chumps telling us what to do, and at least the one above you know maybe you know at least as kind of made it to the top four, but like they would have been like you know supposedly the expert who is you would have been rock bottom mate. Well, this is this is a journey of how you bounce back. So, just right well, off a bad well. season, learn from your mistakes, <laughs> come again next year. That's all that matters. Well, there we go. Bring it back. So, so we bring it back. So what's your, uh, um, just quick off topic, obviously we're all, uh, we'll come into uh, every current affair at the moment, but it's been, it's been three days, buddy. So I'm going to, I'm going to do this and I'm going to oh, crack open my beer. What are you drinking? <laughs> I don't know what he was doing there. That was like you had the phone notification to tell you this is beer time. I, um, <laughs> I've i got a Heineken. Gone for a Heineken today. Heineken? Yeah. I mean, Heineken's a solid kind of good bet. You know, like you go, sometimes you go, do you remember when we used to go watch football and you get like Carlsberg? Oh. You'd like, not enjoy that, would you? But Heineken's like a good, solid bet. So you know what you're getting. It's in the middle. It's not like Peroni or Stella where you get yourself knocked out, right? 
beer. And it's it's better than Foster's and Car- yeah, Carlin. Oh god, Carlin's the worst. I think Foster's and Carlin are the worst too. There's a no- yeah. if anyone can think of another beer worse than them two in the mainstream. Let us know because like- I mean I think Carling Carlsberg are there along with Foster's in that kind of shit category. Yeah. Where you gone from? I've got uh, I've gone really rogue here, so I've got a Hepcat by Gypsy Hill Brewery, which are relatively local to where I am at the moment. Um, I think you've heard one with me actually before. It's it's a fantastic bit. It comes in a can, proper hipster beer. I mean, I'm not a hipster at all because I'm like the farthest thing from being edgy or cool or hipster. Um, oh, I can vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, I used to like, you know, like going, going through uni. I was like, you know what? I'm, I I could probably rock the cool thing. You know, I'm one of those cool. I'm one of the cool kids. And do you know what? When, I just realised. When did you think that? <laughs> <laughs> this is after or before your uh, emo hair cut. Well, listen, right? You <laughs> friends with me because you know you were like, this guy's got top chat, top you know, everything. And uh, do you know what? I've realised in my in my old age, my my greying hair. I've realised. Do you know what? I'm not cool. My ch- my chat is fucking dire, right? But do you know what? I'm going to own it. Let's just own it and let's move on. I like it. I like how you mentioned your age because you, since the last podcast, you've turned uh, tender age of 30 now, haven't you? Oh, mate. Do you know what? It's so weird. Like, I mean, because you guys have been giving me shit about being old for ages. But like turning 30, like all my birthdays before, everyone's like, oh, how do you feel? How do you feel? What do you do? And obviously circumstances of this particular one have been, you, you know, strange to say the least. But I feel 30. Like, yes, so I had to fill out this. Um, uh, I can't remember what I was filling out. It was something online. And it asked you to put your age. And it was like brackets, 15 to 19, 19, uh, sorry, 20 to 24 and 25 to 29, 30 to 39. So I'm no longer in that <laughs> 25 to 29. I'm now in the 30 to 39 bracket. Wow. At least at least you're in that same bracket for 10 years, right? Look at the positives. I, now, that, now you say that's quite good because at least like, so for the next nine birthdays, I can just continuously say I'm in the 30 to 39 bracket. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's positive when you're 38. To be fair, dude, right? <laughs> shut up <laughs> i know you're coming to it right so yours is not fine you know we'll, we'll hopefully the season would have started and uh you know it'll be thanksgiving and it, you're going to be turning 30 as well so mate i wouldn't be um i wouldn't be uh, getting up too high on your high horse at the moment no i've got another seven months though well another seven, seven months. months yeah oh god <laughs> I know. so um yeah i mean look so season's ended uh, I mean, I guess the pressing thing we must start with first is uh, is COVID, right? Like it's, I mean, what we've been three months, three weeks in complete lockdown. But uh, I mean, I say complete lockdown is the most most laxed term that we've probably done it here in the UK. But just today, um, Dominic Raab has announced that we're having another three weeks of well, minimum three weeks of lockdown. Um, have you gone crazy yet? Talk to me. How like what how's stuff been? I mean, I was pretty crazy before. <laughs> I think it's just calmed me down. If anything, <laughs> no, I think. Calm- uh, I was going to say you have calmed down a little bit. Oh, maybe it's just because you and I are not just in a in a watering hole every other day. So, uh, <laughs> no, I think I think it's it's a weird one, but I think I've just kind of got used to it now. I know it sounds really yeah. weird, but I think you just get into a routine, don't you? And the weeks are starting to go quicker, 
and it would just be a matter of time before we're out of this and we're all going to be enjoying hopefully the summer hopefully with some football which would be good and some beers in the beer gardens and so on but I don't know I'm just sort of just ticking by really I know it sounds really lame it's just a random question what have you been up to not a lot you know that's just the well, common thing isn't it at a minute I actually I must actually apologize for that terrible question for me actually but yeah it's true isn't it like I'm very much in that same boat it just it just seems the norm now and uh like you said hope, hopefully you know I, I guess maybe we should we should uh mirror what the government says and uh, and stay home people listen to our shit podcast and listen to us to chatting rubbish about NFL and uh you know play all the other things that you can do maybe download Pornhub Premium whatever it is that does it for you you know what just uh, stay home guys save the NHS so you've been advertising yeah there we go started off know. with your beer and now, yep. and now uh chucked in porn up there briefly. dude look it's all it's our second season so you know now that we now that we've got a good host to listen you know we've got to let them know about the beer company that's fueling us and and the and the, the porn home premium that's uh keeping us going in these uh, same times <laughs> but you're right man you just got to keep your mind you know, saying really, just got to keep ticking by, and you've got to keep reading, doing your podcasts, and just wait for the big day when we all can come out of this. And when it comes, I think just appreciate life more. Oh, that sounds really lame. That was actually quite lame. That was a lame 30 second comment there, but that's just. <laughs> No, to be to, like, I, yeah, we give it, we give it a chat. But look, we're coming. We're thirty, we're thirty something year olds now, and I think we can, we can understand that actually, you know, it is good to 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 make the most of this time, isn't it? Um, yeah, exactly. I guess, I guess you're, uh, you know, one bit of housekeeping here. Like, we're, we're both obviously still wanting our exams. Have you, have you managed to? You know what? That's shit, chat. Let's not talk about exam. That's boring. Yeah, it's boring, man. It's boring. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> other big news. Other big news. Other big news: Newcastle United yep. being bought by the Saudi Royal Fund or whatever they're called. The Saudis, basically. Yeah, I mean, I, as a Newcastle fan, I'm not getting excited until it's done. <laughs> until it's, it's done. done. It's done. <laughs> until until I see Mike actually give those keys to Amanda Stavely or Stavely, whatever her name is. Uh, I think it's going to be weird because I think football in general. I don't think anyone realizes how much of an impact this lack of investment for the last six months like in terms of gates and so on it's going to help some teams and I think Newcastle can genuinely be one of maybe a few spenders in the summer there's going to be a lot of premiership yeah. clubs who might struggle and I think Newcastle could really make a big splash next year um, if if these guys are genuinely going to spend money but I think just as a Newcastle fan I'm just excited about the prospect of just having a team we don't a lot of people and the fans a lot of us get us misguided we don't we don't expect us to sort of win the league off the bat and nor do we expect to win the champions league and all that stuff but just have a team that's competitive you know mm. i mean we used to have a team that was competitive in the late 90s early 2000s and it would just be good to get back to that that level um do you know what i, I yeah. think i've made my especially to you i've made my point clear i mean i i you know i love newcastle and I, you know i know you're not allowed to have second teams but you know you guys give me shit for having loads of second teams <laughs> No, I, 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 for one, uh, as an Arsenal fan, are certainly excited for you. And, and, and actually, there's part of me that wishes we had the owners that potentially coming to you guys. Because, I mean, uh, you know, kind of trying to be as politically correct here. I mean, 
the, the Arabs tend to want to spend the money, right? They want to be the best and they've got to be better than the other guys. And generally, I know most people, most people are billionaires, do want to do that. But we seem to have an owner um, in in the Cronkies who, look, they spend a bit of money for us last year. But, you know, he's very much, you know, interested in the Rams and building their new stadium. And, you know, I feel like we're a bit of a side project. The fact that, his, you know, with all respect, his son is looking after us rather than he is, Um you know, I, I'm not going to necessarily say that's a negative thing because, I mean, you know, if I was looking after it in place of my dad, I'd think I'd do something good. But, yeah, I don't know. There's something that's really exciting about that Saudi thing because um, our, our guys don't seem to want to spend the money. Like, um, well, especially how the, the kind of the UAE guys over in Man City and Paris seem to want to do. Yeah, and um, I'd, I'd, it'd be interesting to see what we do, what, what manager we bring in. I assume they'll get rid of Steve Bruce. Um, Probably. And then, yeah, I mean, we can talk about this all day, really, with Newcastle. But it's just be yeah. interesting to see what type of players will actually come. Because realistically, we're not going to buy Champions League level players off the bat. Um, yeah. But if we get the it's right good. players and the right right manager, we can comfortably get in the top four. Because Leicester have done it um, mm. this season. And, you know, no, no respect to Tottenham, but they've done it for years of, yeah. you know, being able to get good players relatively cheap. And, in the market and get themselves in the top four. So, and Chelsea did it without any spending in the summer. So, I know we're a bit short of those teams, but we can get there mm. if we get the right players. So, looking forward yeah. to it. Really excited. Good luck to the boys on the tune, hey. Um, it's good just to get some sport back in the life, man. Well, like, I don't care what anyone says. Every man right now is missing some sort of sport. And women for the ones that do like it. Let's uh, stay uh, gender. Yeah. I don't, okay. Yeah. The, the women. Sorry, apologies. Um, <laughs> that obviously missed the sport, but it's just going to be such a shame. Like the Olympics has been postponed, the tennis, uh, yeah. rugby. I mean, we we were supposed to go rugby, weren't we, on Saturday? And it's just, Very yeah, cool. yeah, was not it? Yeah, we're going to see Coventry Wasps, weren't we? Pete, uh... Uh, no, they're, they're Wasps who happen to be currently playing in Coventry, right? Um, so let's uh, let's move that one out, okay? <laughs> You know what? It is interesting, actually, considering you and I sit here and, and whenever we start these podcasts, like the first parts are always about Arsenal cricket, rugby, everything, and and it's such a strange time that we live in. That I mean, we're almost lucky that we had we were able to even talk about something happening for Newcastle because I mean, there's nothing happening with us. I mean, Mikel Arteta, you know, hope you hope you're recovering well, but he got you know coronavirus, and everyone else is just at home. And uh, I mean. There's not really too much to go more into football and rugby and cricket, other than the fact that they're all, you know, I think it's going to change for for the future, and I think our ways of life are going to change, and I think the sports are going to change, and you know, at the moment it's all up in the air as to. I mean, it was positive today uh, listening to, like I said, I mean, I've already quoted Dominic Raab already, but listening to him today and being like, you know, how that 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 curve that they keep talking about is flattening, which is positive. Um, but hopefully, hopefully that brings sports back to to all of our lives. I mean, so what this is going to be the first is it is it correct me if I'm wrong, but this is going to be the first time the draft is going to be done remotely. I believe so. Yeah, um, mm. I think. I mean, I was watching Peyton's places where he goes through the hundred years of NFL. So yeah. weirdly enough, I was I was um, watching this episode about the draft, and I used to do it very boringly. Um, uh-huh behind sort of a dinner table and it was just like just picking random players they didn't really take it seriously enough back in the day yeah and over time they've sort of gradually realized that they can make money out of this and that's why they've sort of made it so spectacular and that's only been over the last sort of 10-15 years 
Um, but yeah, this will be the first time, and I think apparently going to use Madden, which is weird. I've been told. Oh really? To um, oh. I, 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 I know that. I know that Roger Goodell is going to be hosting it from his house. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Imagine if we have one of those. Um, was it was it the doctor that was on BBC who had his uh, had his little kid that <laughs> ran and, and then the nanny ran in after him. I mean that iconic moment. Uh, you know, imagine if you have that in the NFL draft. That'd be that'd be funny, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be good. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it all works um, because obviously you know you've got like ten minutes on the clock generally, and oh, there's yeah. a lot of trades going on. And I think there's a lot of talks of a lot of trades happening before the draft, so it's all done and dusted. But we'll yeah, see. I think be wise for it to happen before but I mean I remember last year um, the Steelers we we traded up I think it was a couple of places uh sorry a couple of draft picks to go up to I think we went ninth or tenth and then we ended up getting Devin Bush but yeah that literally happened as you know the, the pre pick previous to that was being announced so uh you know I'm not sure that that's going to be able to happen now is it no it'd be but interesting I think we could mate with with I mean I mean I've been able to work with you know kind of flawlessly without any issues I mean, I know you don't really work, but you know, <laughs> you've been able to 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 make things do right um, remotely. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you uh, what, I've been working a lot more than normal. I think a lot of people no, yeah. um, are either bored or just worried about their job these days. I think. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, right, guys. So yeah, like we, you know, back for the new season, um, and obviously we're all excited, and and you know we're crossing everything possible that you know that the start of the season so far away that you know hopefully we can still get to see a full season of uh, NFL uh, I'm sure anybody would love to see I mean I'd watch a game of chess at the moment if that if that was possible but um uh, anything nah, there's a lie yeah okay that's true I probably wouldn't watch that yes um but so uh you know what, we, what we're thinking of doing is we thought we'd start off the season we probably would have started the season off a bit later but you know with the circumstances we thought we'd keep ourselves occupied uh, more than anything but also give you guys a bit of an update on what's happening around the league um so we're going to start off this season with uh just a bit of a roundup of free agency so this podcast is going to be particularly based around uh the nfc uh their the way that that's kind of uh I guess, come around with players leaving, players going and how that's going to change. So Mac and I are just going to literally go through it from NFC North round to the NFC West. Um, and then we're going to have a new section which we've uh, brought around for this this year. Um, and some of the old stuff will come back in closer to the time. Um, but that will, that will happen uh, as we all go. So um, I guess we're going to try and keep this one short today because it is, I guess, going through all teams is going to be quite hard. So Maka, do you want to kick us off then um, with a bit of a roundup? So I guess we'll start with the NFC North. I know that we'll, we'll probably end up skipping a few teams, won't we, or, or kind of brushing over them because there's not a lot going on. But NFC North, Chicago Bears, ins and outs. Um, I mean, what, what what are we looking at there? Yeah, I just want to say firstly, though, thank God for some sort of NFL because <laughs> the free agency this year, I think, don't know whether they've, it's on purpose or it's just been a lot more to it than normal. I found. I mean, there's been a lot more changes than than previously. And there's also talks of some good trades coming up. But in terms of the Bears, the big trade is obviously Nick Foles, right? I think that's yeah. the that's the big one in the in in that division. Obviously, Trubisky has been given a lot of opportunities, hasn't progressed this team. They've got an unbelievable defense, as we all know. Um, mm-hmm. They've got good offensive players. I mean, they've got uh, Robinson, they've Anthony Miller. Montgomery, he didn't get much of the bite of the cherry last year. I felt, I think he was a bit restricted 
with what they're trying to do. And I just think that all comes down to the quarterback. And I think Nick Foles, I'm not the biggest fan of Nick Foles, mm. but he knows Matt Nagy's offense. Um, but there's a player, but there's a player that I think could be quite interesting only because of what he can do, and that's Jimmy Graham. Yeah, I was going to say two-year deal worth sixteen million dollars. And um, I don't know why he went to Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers doesn't throw the ball to tight ends at all. Mm. Never mm. has done, never will do. Um, but his record at Seattle and his record in New Orleans is very, very good, especially mm. in the red zone. And I just think in terms of talking about fantasy as we go by, he could be a sneaky tight end just to have on the odd mm. occasion where you just throw in, see what happens. Um, a bit like Eric Ebron a couple of years ago with the Colts. He may only touch well, the ball twice, but that might be two touchdowns. So Well, especially with Nick Foles and, I mean, what his little run to the Super Bowl. I mean, he basically threw to Ertz and uh, Goddard, didn't mm. he? Uh, so, so, you know, hope that does read well for them. I mean, on the other side of, of, of the play as well, there. I mean, they they lost they, they've lost uh, Ha Ha Clinton Dix, who we won't talk about where he's gone, and we'll we'll talk about him when his team comes up. But I mean, they've replaced him with someone who I kind of know, in Artie Burns, uh, who's come over from the Steelers, who was a former first round pick. Um, but yeah, I mean, do, do you see much change there? Or is you know, I mean, I, I know we've spoken about Jimmy Graham and Foles, but is, is that going to change too much for them? Or do you reckon they're going to stick around, kind of? effectively the same I mean they've also lost Taylor Gabriel haven't they so um yeah I think I think Gabriel's not so much of a loss I think Jimmy Graham will help him and I think Foles will push Trubisky either to get his job or teach him how the Nagy offense works a little bit and I think they'll be better than last year I just think that the top two teams I mean I'm not sure whether Detroit have made that much transactions I think they're one team we could probably not talk about too much um but the two teams at the top of the this division is very, very hard to get above. Uh, the Vikings yeah. and Green Bay. Um, mm-hmm. Green Bay, just, they were excellent last year. Um, yeah. If we move on to them, I think they haven't made too many transactions. They've still kept majority of their players. I think the one player that may make a difference to them is that on the defensive side is um, Blake Martinez. Yeah, from the Giants. Yeah, he's gone to the Giants. And I think he's he's a very, very good linebacker. Um, I think the the, uh, the sorry Green Bay will lose yeah. a little bit on the defensive side because of that, um, which may swing. If we're talking about fantasy, Adams and Jones debate. Uh, which one uh-huh. would you draft? I think it may swing into the Adams debate, and maybe Aaron Rodgers may be required to throw the ball a lot more because of it. Um, but um, I think still think Green Bay are the top team in that division. Because um, they seem to they seem to replace Geronimo Allison with um, Fun Chess, who's I guess yeah. a bit more of a veteran. And then, you know, obviously we spoke about Jimmy Graham, and you know they replaced him with Mercedes Lewis, who famously scored was it four touchdowns in Wembley? Was yeah, it something, like, um, something silly like that? Yeah, for Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. I think um, I just think of Rogers. He, he he only has two or three people that he trusts generally, and he's got Aaron Jones. He's got Devante Adams. They're just as good as anybody in the league in terms of what they do. And defensively, they're very good. I think that they're going to be a tough team to beat in the NFC. They haven't done enough, though, I don't think, to be in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't seem to be making too many changes to sort of take them to the next level. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. But Matt LeFour's got another year as a coach, so we'll see. But I think the Vikings are the interesting ones because yeah, of, gonna... you like the Vikings. I do like the Vikings, yeah. You love them. Uh, they, they, 
is they they've um, I mean a couple of interesting ones there isn't it? I mean because they're they've added to their running back options which I mean they it felt like last season that they basically had you know like a stock of about five or six top top quality running backs and they seem to have um, uh, brought Amir Abdullah back um, now as well but. Yeah, I mean, there's there's quite a lot going on because defensively as well, haven't they? I mean, Everson Griffin, who I know he's suffering with his own kind of few few mental health issues himself, but was great. I mean, Xavier Rhodes, I used to be a massive fan of, but I mean, had probably the worst season ever. After was was it, was it that was it his entire career? He'd he'd kind of conceded five interceptions, and then in that one game, he conceded like four to um oh uh, what's the fellow who plays at Lions Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones, yeah. Um, yeah, and he conceded him, and he he just didn't have a good season, did he? Nah, that was a pity. Me, my fantasy season either, because I dropped to Marvin Jones that week. <laughs> and he scored four touchdowns. Um, yeah. I did, but I think the thing with the Vikings is that the the issue with losing Griffin and, and Rhodes. I know he had a bad season last year. Um, mm. Is that they've got a very very young secondary all of a sudden. Um, yeah. and losing Griffin on the defensive line, I don't think they're going to be as good as previous Viking defences have been. Mm. And also without Stefan, I mean, Stefan Diggs has gone now to the Bills. They haven't got a deep threat. And I think that's going to mean that defence is going to start pushing on Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen a lot more. Uh-huh. But that's, I guess, where the trade rumours are coming in. So Edel Beckham apparently yeah. has been talked about coming to the Vikings. And I think that completely changes this whole team. This, If Odell Beckham comes and he actually plays properly, they could really rival Green Bay, I would say. I, I kind of want to agree with you there. I know some people say he's not been the same since he's left, but I think OBJ has still got that talent and that quality that you really require in a wide receiver. And actually having him come over, I, I just feel like he never really clicked. I feel like sometimes you need to be in a position in a team where you know you feel comfortable and you want to play for him. I just feel like um, the Browns just didn't really work for him. I know he, he, his mentor was um, Juice, over there, and uh, but it just didn't really seem to work out for him. So I, th- I think it'd be fantastic if he does come to the Vikings, and I quite like the Vikings as well. Whereas I really dislike the Bear, uh, uh, the Browns. So <laughs> yeah, being a Steelers um, fan. Um, so 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 you think so with, with the, uh, the North, then you think it's going to be usual suspects, or do you think Detroit have a bit of a chance, or, or still kind of at the bottom of the pile there? I think Detroit seems to be the most one of the most unlucky teams in the in the league really I, f- I find them always I mean last year they started off really well and then they play Green Bay away and a few refereeing decisions cost them the game mm-hmm. then Kerry on Johnson went down Stafford went down I just feel well, like they've got so much they need to improve on on both sides of the ball to compete with Green Bay um, uh-huh. if you look at man for man uh, Devontae Adams Aaron Jones Aaron Rodgers just those three alone you know Detroit just got nowhere near those three players yeah. Then you look at the offensive yeah. line and so on. So I just think they're a long way short, but they've got the third or fourth pick this year, I think, in the draft. So they can make some inroads in their team. Do you reckon, they, do you reckon they'll be going for um, a QB there? Or because is, is it to a, I forget his name, to a Tagalovo, who's picked at that kind of position, isn't he? Yeah, they've got, they've got a few options. I mean, obviously, everyone expects Burrow to go first. Um, and yeah. then you've got. Toyer as well, he's and uh, Jordan Love. Those are the quarterbacks that are people are expecting, but allegedly they're looking to take a cornerback um, first. Well, is uh, fair enough. Uh, they probably need it to be honest, don't they? They lost Slay, uh, haven't they? So yeah, and that's that's a big loss for them. Yeah. 
big loss. Um, okay, moving on to NFC East, we'll start with uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Now, they've been uh, very, very active. Uh, some really interesting ones there. I'll let you kind of kick off with this one, especially because it's got your boy uh, Amari Cooper in there, who's happened to re-sign as well. Um, so I'll let you start off there. Yeah. Well, my brother's a big, big Dallas fan, as you know, as well. Um, be interested to see what his insights in. So we'll get him on the on the on the phone at yeah, some okay. point. Um, Dallas just make me laugh. <laughs> they just make me laugh. They 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 spent. A hundred million on Amari Cooper. Now I like Amari Cooper. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> lot, he drops the ball way too much. Yeah, way too much for a top receiver. How much he's getting paid? Hundred um, million. Uh, I just, yeah, I think I mean they paid a lot of money for Zeke last year. Fair enough. You know, he, he's just they, that. surely they'll be close to this cap as well. I mean, they are. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, they've, they've placed um, what the executive franchise tag on Prescott as well, bought in Haha Clinton Dix, re signed Sean Lee. Uh, and then, you know, we can't forget um, one of our, our our good friends of the league, Mr. Young Josh Ball, getting his kicker signed there as well to a pretty big deal as well, Greg the Leg. So, yeah. well, they're obviously trying to go for it um, this yeah. year. I think, I mean, they, they, they tried to go for it last year. I think the biggest thing with Dallas this year, weirdly, is their centre. Federick's retiring. Yeah, I think he's the biggest blow for Dallas. I think he's he's one of the best centers in the league. He's only 29 years old, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah, but he's going to be a huge loss. But one of their positives is they kept their offensive coordinator um, from last year. Where weirdly enough, the Cowboys behind the Ravens and Kansas were the best offense. So they have yeah. got it. But it's just defensively they're all over the place, and they've just put in so much money on their quarterback, their wide receiver, their running yeah. back. The defense mm. is always not good enough. Um, and they put a lot of money into the, the Cooper, Prescott, and Zeke kind of combo, haven't they? Yeah. Um, and then yeah, they've spent around. I mean, you can see, I mean, Greg, Greg Zerline's a very, very good kicker. We all know that. And, uh, you know, bringing in the likes of uh, Anthony Brown and Howard Clinton Dix is, you know, only going to help the other side of the ball as well. So um, yeah. I'm excited about it, but we all thought that they were going to win it last year, you know, and uh, hopefully. Hopefully that, you know, can work for them. I mean, but they have lost a few guys as well. I mean, Jason Witten, their kind of stalwart, Tavon Austin, Randall yeah. Cobb, uh, kind of Michael Bennett, Bennett as well, who was there for a bit. I know he's, again, probably didn't go so well for them. But yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see them do well. I don't have an issue with them. I guess maybe you might do more, seeing as uh, Big Mac uh, <laughs> support. Them. <laughs> um, I, think, I think they've got potential to surprise people. I just think that they just seem to just not, do it for some reason Cowboys a bit I guess like Newcastle they just got a lot of good players a lot of hope a lot of you know dreams but never quite make it um so and, and I guess with the Eagles then they're staying in this obviously staying in the in the division there um I mean on the defensive side I'll, I'll kind of talk about that there and leave the kind of offensive side to you but they've obviously brought in Darius Slay who was you know probably one of the best cornerbacks has been for a while anyway um so you know that's obviously going to help them there and uh, again someone I know from the Steelers is Javon Hargrave who to be fair wasn't really well known until a couple of years ago or even last year because um, to it was uh, injured for us but he did really well and has got himself a massive deal there. So they look like they're, they're just kind of strengthening their defence because they were quite leaky last year. Um, and, you know, some good, good uh, I guess, acquisitions there. I mean, how do you think they'll do, especially looking uh, offensively as well with a few of their guys um, heading out? 
Yeah, they've lost a few weapons, haven't they? I've uh, seen mm. Nelly Swag, as we as we call him, um, has gone. <laughs> yeah. But they tried to get rid of um, Alshon Jeffrey as well, which is quite interesting because they haven't got the strongest depth for wide receiver. Um, no. They've lost, obviously, Jordan Howard. Yep. <clears throat> so it'll be interesting. I think the Eagles are always going to be competitive because Doug Peterson is one of the better coaches. Um, good. And Carson Wentz is, you know, a very good quarterback. They've got, allegedly, based on pro football focus and all that sort of stats, the best offensive line in the league. They've got Fletcher Cox on the defensive yeah. line. So they've got some really, really good players, the Eagles, and they're going to be competitive. I think Miles Sanders is, unless they sign a running back, he could be have a massive year for the Eagles. But well, yeah. um, in the draft, they're talking about going for wide receiver as well. So I think there's quite a few teams going for wide receiver in the draft. I know, I know, certainly the Steelers are as well. So, um, I mean, with the no, with the Giants, um, with the Giants, I mean, they they've made some interesting. I mean, James Bradbury was quite good over at the Panthers. Um, he's they've brought him in. Uh, Dion Lewis. I'm not sure that's the most, uh, you know, kind of exciting uh, option there. But, I mean, like you mentioned about Blake Martinez, you know, that's going to be a fantastic uh, signing for them. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you see them, both sides of the, of the ball? Well, they've got a whole new coaching staff as well, haven't they? The Giants. Mm. And uh, this is now Jones's offense at quarterback, no Eli Manning. Yeah. I think, I mean, they're talking about taking an offensive tackle in their fourth pick. So... <laughs> To me, it looks like they're just they're going to use Saquon Barkley as much as they can yeah. next year. Um, we need, to. yeah. Well, they need to. He's the best player, but um, he'll be. I think he'll have a McCaffrey type role where he just he will just get the ball twenty five times a game, thirty times a game. He's just so good. I, I, I'll pause the podcast for a second for an appreciation for Saquon Barkley. <laughs> he is like I, I know I've not been watching the NFL as long as you have, but. Like, literally, as an athlete, like, there's not many that compete with that guy. I know, you know, we'll probably come on talking about um, Christian McCaffrey later and a few other guys, but he, he's just brilliant, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, he's you know, he's, you know, he's my favourite player. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, I draft him as a rookie um, and I've loved him ever since, but uh, I think they need to make more out of him. I, I think that the issue that he had compared to his rookie year, he had Odell Beckham, you know, stretching the field. They don't have those options still. Um, so yeah. they need to review that, I think, to be good. But in terms of defensively, they they brought in a few good players, as you touched on. So I think they'll be a lot more competitive than they were last season, for sure. They'll, they'll probably get, because they're quite high up in the draft order as well, aren't they? So they'll probably end up going for someone like C.D. Lamb or something like that, if they can. I know he's he's been touted as one of, one of the top wide receivers there. Um, but I guess everybody, everybody's looking for everything, aren't they? So, um, yeah, you can't have everything. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have everything. Uh, and, and then fin- and finishing up, um, in this division with, uh, the Redskins, um, I'll let you kind of go with this one here. I mean, I think the Redskins are the, arguably the most irrelevant team in the NFL. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you Redskins fans out there. I know there's quite a few in think- the UK. So um, I just think they've had a lot of years of just, you know, good players just leaving the franchise, including Kirk Cousins. And, um, but, um, you know, they've got Riverboat Ron. He's, you know, very experienced coach, knows what he's doing. I think they've got, yeah. they're going to pick up Chase Young, who's yeah. exceptionally good. Mm-hmm. So they can start to rebuild. And I think that they're going to, they're going to be, you know, near the bottom of the, 
you know, win the loss record for sure. But um, yeah. this is a team rebuilding. Do you think, like, for them keeping hold of Josh Norman for so long until now that he's cut and gone to the Bills, um, do you think that's probably affected them as well? Because, I mean, OK, yeah, they brought in McKissick, who is pretty decent in terms of running back. And, uh, you know, they've uh, brought in Peyton Barber again. You know, he's always been a bit of the bridesmaid. And Carl Allen, again, with all respect, you know, not, not that great there. But, you know, they've lost Jordan Reed and Josh Norman, who... You know, they they probably paid them both quite a lot, um, you know, and there seemed to be quite a bit of a clear out going there. So, yeah, I think you're right. Probably not, uh, with all respect, probably not, too, you know, worth spending too much time on them, really. Um, so maybe we'll just uh, we'll move on to, to the south, uh, which I think actually is going to be slightly more entertaining than the, uh, the previous one. Um, we start off with the Falcons. Um, I guess the highlight there, which uh, I'll let you talk a bit more about, is uh, is probably Todd Gurley. Yeah, I like Todd Gurley in this team. <laughs> I think he's, well, it's weird because you can't expect Todd Gurley of two years ago or even the year before that. Like, he just isn't going to be that running back anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Simple as that. He just isn't got the legs anymore or, or you know, the ability to do what he, he did at the Rams. But um, I think he helps his offense. I mean, there's obviously a lot of news articles come out that the Falcons can field a whole offense of first round picks from well, yeah. quarterback all the way to tight ends, which is crazy. I think Hayden Hurst is a good good replacement for Hooper. I like I actually love Calvin Ridley next year. I think he's gonna be absolutely yeah. massive. They just look like a better I mean they 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 kind of like what a couple of years ago. Well it wasn't too long ago they were in the Super Bowl and you know they, they they did look like a good team. I think they were a bit unfortunate over the last couple of years where injuries didn't really help them. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, but although now, I mean, I guess, okay, Devonta Freeman, you know, didn't have a great season. So, you know, replacing with Gurley is clearly a, uh, a bit of an uplift. But Austin Hooper's going to be a bit of a loss. He was so good for them last year. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and I mean, they've replaced him with Hayden Hurst, who, I mean, he's not Austin Hooper, is he? Um, but Dante Fowler coming in at edge as well. So, yeah, I, I feel quite, you know, relatively confident for them, actually, uh, you know. I think, like like the last few three or four years, they're going to be one of the most exciting teams in the league. They're going to score loads of points. I think they'll be good to watch. Yeah. I just think, as you touched on, the last two or three years, defensively, injuries and so on, has really struggled to get them back to that Super Bowl level. Um, yeah. And I think I still think they're short on the defensive side of the ball to compete with what I think is going to be two tough teams to stop this year um, in Tampa Bay and New Orleans. And then um, moving on to the Panthers, who I'm going to try and be nice, um, <laughs> purely because one of our very good friends supports them. I mean, I guess that one caveat we'll add, you know, if you're changing the kind of, you know, the backroom staff, the coaching, you know, that you're going to see, you know, quite a lot change there. But I mean, I, I'm going to I'm going to talk more about, you know, who they've cut, and then you can kind of go into a bit more there. But I mean, Cam Newton gone, Carl Allen gone, Greg Olson gone. I've obviously lost Luke Keekley, who's retired, and then uh, James Bradbury's gone, who was brilliant for them. You know, Ross Cockrell, again, you know, not fantastic, but was good. And Eric Reed, uh, you know, I think from a little while ago. But I mean, that's a whole hope. That, I mean, that's effectively, you know, most of your team. Dontari Poe as well, who's, you know, gone over to the Cowboys. But um, I mean, it's just, it's a massive change there, isn't it? And uh, uh, I mean, I'll let you have your opinions on there and, uh, you know, maybe talk about some of the guys that have come in. Because I mean, there are two good acquisitions, I, I'd like to think. Yeah, I think as I think the key one is obviously Luke Keekley going. Keekley going. Um I think he's 
he's obviously the best their best player, so he's gonna make such a such a big loss for them. Um but yeah, I think the new coaching staff has looked at obviously Cam Newton's had a few injuries. Yeah. They're going with Teddy Bridgewater. Um which I, I don't know what to say about Teddy Bridgewater because he's always been a backup. Um, mm. He's always been a backup with the Vikings. He's been a backup with the Saints. And generally speaking, backups, whenever they take over, don't do so well. They're backups yeah. for a reason. Mm. Uh, you know, look at Nick Foles at Jacksonville last year, for example. So it kind of, this team just worries me where it's going. The only saving grace they have is obviously Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Uh, they've decided to open up a checkbook for him. Um, this hasn't gone so well for recently for running backs. If you look at Freeman, Gurley, David Johnson. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, look, he was, he was, you know, by country mile better than everyone last year. And, and, you know, I think a lot of that does come down to his talent, to his ability. So, you know, I don't think you're going to see, you know, he's not going to be rubbish, uh, you know, but like, it's going to be hard to replicate last year's, um, enormity yeah. in what he I think I think if you're looking at Christian McCaffrey and, and this is just all the red flags doesn't sound good for him right they've got three new offensive linemen they've got a new quarterback they've got a new coaching staff they're in a tough tough division yeah absolutely and, and at the end of the day his offensive coordinator North Turner who's been his offensive coordinator for the last three years is not there anymore mm-hmm. so there's a lot of red flags for a regression for McCaffrey it, mm-hmm. But as you touched on, he is the best player in the league. So there we go. So I mean, that we'll that see. does that. I mean, and, and you know, sometimes when you know there's a bit of a change uh, around around the club, we know it happens in football and rugby. I mean, uh, only wasps this year. Like you know, we had Di Young, who is uh, you know uh, still of the club and left, and you know we were losing quite a lot, and we've turned around and effectively got a hundred percent win rate with uh, with one of our kind of head coaches. Uh, so you know, I, I do think that it can it can change quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I guess look, moving on to the Saints, who, you know, for many years now seem to be, uh, you know, just there or thereabouts, but almost just miss out. And I know some they'll probably be a bit upset with a few refereeing decisions over the last couple of years. But uh, I mean, you know, Drew Brees is fantastic. Uh, you know, they brought in Malcolm Jenkins, uh, Emmanuel Sanders as well, who, you know, he's, he's not a, he's not a bad, uh, you know, an ex-stealer I know a very long time ago, but, uh, you know, going to give him some love there as well. But, you know, there's, there's a couple of good guys coming in there. Uh, and, I, and I don't think that they've lost a lot that's going to really affect them. Um, so how do you see them this year? Oh, as you said, they should have they should have won it. <laughs> Within the last three years, I think obviously the Vikings miracle as well as the two referee decisions against uh, God the Rams wasn't it uh, a couple yeah. of years ago and even this year they against the Vikings there was a questionable touchdown from Rudolph at the end. Yeah. Um, I just as you said I think Sanders and Malcolm Jenkins just oh, takes them to another level. Yeah. And I just look at their whole team. I think they're the only one of the only teams in NFL which has everything. They've got Latimore yeah. a corner. They've got Cameron Jordan. Yeah. Uh, on, the, on the running game, obviously you've got Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, who you know I love, yeah. Drew Brees. Yeah. Got a great offensive line. They've got everything to and be. And they've got Sanders to help Thomas and, and you uh, know, yeah. Latin. Got Cook as well. well I just, and, and they've got Traquan Smith. I just think they've got one hell of a team on both sides of the ball. So they sh- well, this is their year. If they don't win it this year, I think they'll start to fall apart. And uh, I think we've gone so far through the N- uh, NFC and uh, the only reason why I'm going to kind of almost 
segue into the next team is because I think that they might be building something similar. So this 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 division looks hard, but yeah, I mean, New Orleans Saints certainly are are probably our most complete team at the moment from the ones we've done so far. But Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, love it, love it. There we go. You go, you go ahead, buddy. I'm going to let you start with your uh, TB12. I think it's good. It's it's a real shame to see him go, Tom Brady, from the from a Patriots perspective because obviously he's been unbelievable for us for years. Um, but as every franchise, they need to restart. We need to rebuild. We need to go again, right? And that's just the way it is. And that's what Bill Belichick has decided. And I think he would like to have done it last year um, or even previously. But um, I think him going to Tampa Bay really takes this Tampa Bay team into a potential, I mean, a playoff team for sure. Yeah, absolutely. They've got as good as weapons as you can ask. Tom Brady's going to lick his lips with the fact he's got Evans, Godwin, OJ Howard, Cameron Bray. Yeah. They've got a decent offensive line. Defensively, they've improved so much over the last few years. They haven't got a great secondary. And if they can just bring in a couple of players there. Well, they brought in Jason Pierre-Paul as their edge, haven't they? And, yeah. uh, and then, uh, I mean, Shaquille Barrett was, I'm fairly certain he was MVP, defensive MVP of last year, wasn't he? I mean, yeah, um, so... They've got they've got a good team, Tampa Bay. And now they've yeah. got Tom Brady in there who knows how to do it. Bruce Aarons is a good coach. I yeah. think they're gonna they're gonna be very, very good next year. I think Jameis Winston deserves some sort of contract somewhere because he has yeah. been reasonable. Well, uh, I'm going to Steelers, but um I don't see that happening whilst uh Roethlisberger's still around. Yeah. It's hard to pay two quarterbacks. I think sure. I think that's uh definitely a very heavily contested uh division that it's gonna be tough. Saints were probably the most rounded team. I think the Panthers, you know, I know how much we say they're going to be pretty poor, you know, with a new coaching side, they could be good. But I mean, this Tampa Bay team, look, look, the bee's knees. And, uh, um, you know, even they've re-signed um, Sue as well, haven't they? So, and, and, and the people they've lost, with all respect to those guys there, like, I mean, especially Jemias Winston might end up at the Steelers. I, I don't think it's a loss for them, you know, I mean, with, especially with an upgrade almost to, to Tom Brady. But yeah. certainly... Uh, interesting division there in the, in the south so uh, we were looking forward to that um and then i guess um the kind of probably the most tasty of them all is the nfc west um and uh, I'll, I'll start off with the cardinals uh, purely because probably my favorite player has just gone there in probably what is the number one trade of the season deandre hopkins is now a cardinal uh, with david johnson going the other way i mean I'm just going to stop there before we start talking about the rest of the team. Like, no one saw that coming. No. No. Like, just what? What's happened there, right? Like, I mean, I I, I still, I'm still kind of, I, I, okay, fine. I kind of get it because Kenyon Drake almost took the spot off him of David Johnson at the end, near the end of the year where he was clearly the number one. I mean, I know this very well because I had David Johnson on my fantasy team. And so, you know, they clearly feel comfortable with him there. Um, and then, you know, now they've just changed up the, the kind of the game there with Hopkins coming in. I mean, you know, Hopkins used to take, what, double, if not triple coverage when he was, uh, you know, even last year, which is, you know, again, I know because he was on my team. But um, what, a, what a trade, huh? I loved it. I think it's great for everybody, weirdly. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's good for Houston as well because Hopkins was asked a lot of money. They can't pay him yeah. and Watson, mm. and that was the, that was the issue. And Bill O'Brien's brought in a couple of players, which we'll probably talk about the AFC next week. Um, mm. But um, 
David Johnson got injured, standard David Johnson. He got replaced by Chase Edmonds initially, wasn't it? And then he left, and then Kenyon Drake took over. And Kenyon Drake was unbelievable the last yeah. last half of the season. I think he was RB1 or something on the stats. So, but yeah, Hopkins, I like it. Him and Kyler Murray. Yeah, with, looking with forward the, to that. That is Larry Fitz on the other side, right? So yeah, and Christian Kirk. Oh, I like the Cardinals. I mean, they're going to be. I mean, Pat P on the defensive side of the ball, Chandler Jones. They got they got some good players. The Cardinals. I, I, like, I like the idea. I like I like to look at them. I mean, I want to talk more about David Johnson, but we'll save him for next week when we get to the Texans. But yeah, I think they look good, and you know, it's just a team you can't really hate, can you? And now that they've got my boy Hopkins, I mean, uh, you know, I see, I see a new, I smell a new second team coming along here. <laughs> I like um, it. And then moving on to what seems like, uh, I'm going to go as bold as saying that this team is probably going to be joining the Panthers and the Redskins in the bottom three, potentially. Um, <sighs> in the NFC anyway, but it's the Los Angeles Rams. Wow, that's a big statement. I'm going to go really big there. And I know you're going to, everyone's probably going to say no. And I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to, I'm going to go with the people that have left and then I'll, I'll let you talk about maybe the other way. But, um, you know, Brandon Cooks, brilliant. Really helped the other guys. I know that they're going to try and rest on um, the other two that are there. But, you know, Brandon Cooks certainly took some coverage, which made the other guys look a little bit better. Um, Eric Weddle, you know, again, I hate to give him love, but because he's a Raven, but you know, he, you know, he was he was good for them. And then Greg Deleg literally won them games um, so many times over over the years. So I just I just and see Gurley. him going. Well, sorry, I just missed one. Gurley, sorry. There we go. And, uh, so there we go. And Gurley. So you know, I mean, they've basically lost all their big. I mean, they've they've lost their best wide receiver, arguably. They lost their number one RB. They've lost their kicker, and with all respect, I mean, I, I'd I'd love I'd love to see. Um, oh God, I've forgotten the name of the QB. What's he called? Goff. You had him, for Goff. Goff, right? Um, they had him, Flumber. I mean, but you know, how good is that guy? They put a lot of money into him, and you know, he's, I don't know. I'll, I'll let you take over from me, but <laughs> I'm going to give you my. They're in my bottom three for the NFC. Yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Because I think they've got the best two defenders in the league, arguably in Donald and Ramsey. But yeah, the rest of their team on the defensive side of the ball is not great. But I, we talked about Gurley last year quite a lot, didn't we? Um, yeah. Which one would, do you take him or do you not? And the one thing that I said off the bat was the offensive line. They've lost three players on that offensive line. They're not going to be as good. And they weren't. Yeah. They weren't as good. And I think that's the biggest issue. They went for the Super Bowl two years ago. They brought in Sue. They brought in Tlaib. They brought in Peters. They brought in... Cooks, they went for it, right? Um, they didn't win it, and I think unfortunately they haven't got much draft cap, and they're starting to rebuild. I, 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 I agree with you. I think they're going to struggle this year, for yeah. sure. Maybe not bottom three. I can see that's probably a bit rogue, but I, I think they'll be, you know, near the bottom end of the NFC. I, I think they'll struggle, yeah, and I think they're in a tough division as well. I just think they're all round team. Jared Goff does not play well away from home. I, I can, I can't stress that enough. He's a bit like Roethlisberger. <laughs> Yeah, he's, uh, he's he's helped. Yeah, he's he is like a bit like Roethlisberger, isn't he? Yeah. But I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. I think they will struggle Rams. I think in terms of fantasy, though, weirdly, I think Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and Tyler Higby may may surprise a few people. I think them three could be good next year. Well, I guess when you got when you've got um, Ramsey and Donald turning the ball over for you, um, you know, at least at least it gives them the opportunity to go. But I mean, like like you said, you can't trust uh, 
uh, golf to golf in uh, away from home. But um, I'm going to move over to uh, my beloved San Francisco 49ers, and I mean, <laughs> how good they how good they were with with I guess how little. I mean, uh, you know, maybe you've seen some more stuff than I have, but I mean, it looks like I mean they've they've had a very quiet free agency. Then again, you know how you know can you change that team so much? I mean, it's I know they obviously didn't make it to the Super Bowl with with Kansas, who were just fantastic, and we'll talk about Kansas in the AFC. But I mean, there's not a lot going on there. Yes, they lost to Forrest Buckner to the Colts, and Sanders has gone over to the Saints. But I mean, that wide receiver core, and I mean their running backs. I mean that committee that they had just you know had everyone thinking constantly and. I just, you know, there was such a pleasure to watch last year. And we didn't expect them to do anywhere as good they did. So um, I'm going to let you let you have your opinion on them. But uh, you can see my glowing statement. <laughs> I think I think Butner's a, a huge loss. I do yeah. think it's going to be a huge loss um, to the Colts. Um, but you're right. I think they've they've got a lot of good players and they've done very well last year. Surprised a lot of people um, for sure. Obviously, getting to the Super Bowl, and they could have won it um, for sure. But uh, I think Debo Samuel progressed as the years went on. As the games went on, sorry, the running backs played well. George Kittle, as we all know and love, they got a good. They got a good team. I think the Forty Nine ers are going to be good again next year for sure. I think so, they've got some good players. Um, so I think so. But uh, yeah, we'll see how much of an impact uh, Forrest Butner's departure yeah. is. So I think he's the key. One. We'll obviously what we'll do, guys, as well. And then just before we finish the last one, we'll obviously. Uh, kind of recap uh, any big things from the draft day as well after all this happens. But to kind of finish up with the NFC, um, Seattle is quite interesting with what's going on there. Lots of outs, lots of ins. I'll let you take this one on initially and then I'll come in. Yeah, I think, again, Seattle surprised a lot of people last year as well because I think a lot of people ride them off. And I think with Russell Wilson, that quarterback, you've always got a chance. And Bobby Wagner on the other side, but Clowney's the key to them, isn't it? Um, yeah. He hasn't signed yet for anybody, yeah. so it be interesting to see where he goes, whether he stays or not. So I think he's the key. Yeah. It, will, it will be will be interesting. I mean, they, they picked up, what, Greg Olsen, who, um, again, you know, he's a bit, a bit of an old guy, but, you know, again, just a bit of, uh, I mean, he was still getting lots of touchdowns last year. Um, I mean, they've, you know, let go of quite a few people, Um uh, Ezekiel Anser, I know, was pretty decent. I mean, Jadavion Clowney. I mean, I'm fairly certain he'll probably end up back there, but you know, that's not that's not uh, for sure in any way. But yeah, I think again, I think they're one of those sides that just you know they're good, they're not bad. I don't see them doing terribly, and um, yeah, I'd like to see them do well and see how they come along. But um, been interesting. So I think again with that league, I mean, you know, I I actually think the table's going to turn a bit. I think it's going to be the 49ers, and I'm going to. Put my neck out there and say 49ers and uh, the Cards to be the top top two teams in that division. There, yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree with you. I think if Kyler Murray and Hopkins get going, yeah, I, I agree with you for sure. Exciting, exciting. Well, look, um, that's that's the the roundup of the NFC. Uh, I haven't missed anyone, have I, Mac? <laughs> I don't think I have. Nope. Nope. Good, good, good. It's all gone to plan. It's all gone to plan. Um, so. I guess what we'll do, obviously, we'll be back um, next week, and we'll, where we'll do the AFC. Um, uh, it's been it's been good being back, but one of the new bits I wanted you guys to um, uh, introduce you guys to was uh, we're going to have a, a riddle at the end, and I, I must I must admit I kind of stole this idea from another podcast, but 
They won't. Uh, they won't mind. Don't you worry. Um, but we were thinking we we're going to give uh, young Macca, little Mac as we call him, a riddle to finish the. <laughs> and uh, we, we just want to see how he'll get on. So Macca, if you're, uh, you know, if you're ready for it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Are you ready? Are you ready to go? Well, I was gonna say no. Well, no, you can't. No. <laughs> right. Here's yeah. your. Here's your riddle. Here's your riddle. <clears throat> when you need me, you throw me away. But when you are done with me, you bring me back. What am I? When you need me, I don't know. Yeah, when you need me, you throw me away. But when you are done with me, you bring me back. Um... I'll be honest, when I first heard it, I, it took me a little while. But I got on the I, the, I, the guess I had was not right was not right initially but it got me to get the answer eventually when you is it... when you, when so i'll read it to you again when you need me yeah you throw me away yeah but when you are done with me you bring me back <laughs> is this is it like um an anchor yes <laughs> what how you you've cheated i mean you've like, googled that haven't you <laughs> no you comment can't... What are you on about? You've, you've definitely Googled that. I was, but... I was telling a few people about the time we was on that boat and you nearly <laughs> killed me. Right. We're going we're gonna to take a steward's inquiry on that one, but I'll, I'll let you have that. So 1-0 to Maka so far. <laughs> Maka being the riddle. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll uh, next time. What we're going to have to do is when we're, when we're doing the podcast together, I'm going to ask you some more as well and you won't be able to cheat that way. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Next week I'll come up with one for you. How about that? Okay. All right, fine. You return return the favour next week. Um, right, folks. I mean, Maka, unless you've got anything else, pal. Um, no, no, it's been good. Good to get back into it. Yeah, I can't, can't wait Talk for a sport. I know, just just chat for a little while, isn't it? Um, all right, well, look, guys, as as usual, we are on social media. Um, please keep an eye on there. And uh, I think we're going to try and change things up from last year. We know it was just kind of a little bit of a podcast last year, but do a bit more for you guys, a bit more interactive, especially during this lockdown period and see it through the season. Um, give us a follow, share us around, and look forward to speaking to you guys next week and uh i'll let maka sign you guys off unless he's got um if he's got anything else to say to you lot i don't have anything to say which is <laughs> different for me mate it's quite one right anyway pal pleasure see you next week planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 